Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Beyond Study Abroad podcast. I'm Peyton Davey and I'll be hosting today's episode as we interview Alyssa, who is currently studying abroad in Santiago, Chile. Alyssa is on the pre-dental track and speaks on her connections of her career aspirations in studying abroad. She has passion to continue perfecting her Spanish to better assist her service to numerous communities when working in the dental field. She also highlights the, op- the eye-opening experience she had to politics and social issues and the impact this had on her as a person and as a global citizen. Stay tuned to hear all about Alyssa's experience so far. Yeah, so um, I'm Alyssa. I'm a junior majoring in neuroscience and theology and am on the pre-health and pre-dental route. Um, on campus, I live in Fairleigh Hall and I'm originally from central Indiana. Um, and currently I am finishing up my semester abroad in Chile. Okay, perfect. Why did you choose the Chile Study Abroad program? So I'd originally considered a couple different um, study abroad locations when I first applied, um, but one thing that stuck out to me with Santiago program was the immersive aspect of the program and the location. Um, I knew I wanted to experience and kind of learn about a a culture different from my own and go to a place that was unique in a way that had both like cultural aspects um, as well as really cool places to explore and travel. Um, and when looking in programs, um, Santiago, I feel like fit all those boxes. Um, so in terms of culture, the Chile program has, of course, like the immersive language aspect. Um, you also get to live with the host family through the semester, um, which has been quite like an amazing experience for sure. And you can do the pre-immersion program also where you learn about the traditions and history of Chile. Um, as well as getting to stay with the host family in the more um, a rural part of Chile to see kind of different various aspects of um, Chilean life. Um, and I think the main selling point for me was the diversity and um, uniqueness of Chile in terms of the places to explore. Um, I'm definitely a huge nature person, so I definitely was looking for places with a lot of nature. And Chile, um, being the longest country, has just such a wide variety of places to visit and um, anywhere you go in Chile, you've um, def- you've got the mountains on one side and the beach on the other. So it really has been nice to be able to explore such a wide range of places from like mountains, volcanoes, glaciers, the beach, the desert, um, almost, I guess like every type of landscape you can definitely find in Chile. Yeah, definitely a variety. Um, how have your career aspirations correlated to your study abroad experience so far? So the opportunity to improve my Spanish skills was definitely one of the things that um, I think will help in working with the health fair. But in terms of classes and fulfilling my requirements um, specifically for the pre-health track, um, the Santiago Pamlet in the Santiago, Santiago program, you're um, able to pick from any of the classes the university over here offers. Um, so you have a lot of flexibility in terms of which classes you can take. Um, specifically for me, I was able to fulfill my stats requirement and take courses in psychology and theology, um, both which contribute to my majors and my pre-health requirements. Um, but the university here offers like tons of different courses and gives you a, the ability to um, take various courses for the pre-health track specifically so that you don't fall behind in any of your major or pre-health um, requirements. So since you were able to kind of knock off some of those requirements, um, anything about your experience, has it kind of deepened your like passion for your career or made you kind of understand or provide more clarity? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Chile, I feel like has taught me so much, uh, so many different things about my, um, 
I guess, different aspects of my life. But I would say learning about Chilean politics and society um, and even just experiencing Chilean life and being able to talk to my um, host parents about their experiences has definitely deepened my understanding and um, I guess desire to work towards social change, um, specifically with working in underprivileged or minority um, populations in the future. Um, as part of the program, you take um, a Chilean politics and society course, which at first I was kind of a little hesitant about because I've never really been a huge like political science or history person, but I ended up learning so much in the class and uh, um, honestly, it was like very formative of my experience here. Um, and with Chile being so politically active and having such just like a re recent history of um, political change, the class was able to... I guess, bring awareness to the big issues um, Chile is facing um, and how social change and policy affects these issues. And more importantly, um, what needs to be done in the future, or what improvements can be made um, to try to alleviate these problems. Um, and one particular issue that Chile's society faces right now is the problem of inequality and bridging um, the gap between populations. Um, a lot of this inequality has led to like a lot of division and political uprising and um, unjust systems and lifestyles. So learning about this and even experiencing it and seeing it within uh, my daily life in Chile has really been eye-opening and has definitely made me want to center my aspirations and um, work in the future towards seeking justice and equality for those that are unrepresented or face this kind of um, injustice, especially in relation to the healthcare field. Nice. And you kind of mentioned um, your having a host family experience. And I've studied abroad myself and I've had the host family experience. And I think it kind of, you immerse yourself more in the culture because you're living directly in the culture. So when you're connecting with your host family and I, with polit like politics and things like that, as you know, it can kind of become mm -hmm. a touchy subject. How do you, yeah. how would you describe like learning from them and then learning like things from your class? Cause of course everyone is gonna have a different mm -hmm. deliverance or a different opinion. So how has that been as far as like understanding your host family side and understanding like mm -hmm. the actual side? Yeah, for sure. They definitely tell you at the beginning that um, a lot of these host families that you stay with are um, a little bit on the higher class um, of society in Chile. So you definitely have to be aware of that when you're coming here. Um, and just knowing that they do have, I guess, some families at least have a certain political view, um, a certain way of looking at things, especially since um, it kind of is like politics here is a little bit polarized and a little bit um since there has been such like drastic political change, um, there definitely has been like one side or the other or um, a family thinks one way or another. And I think you do have to be kind of aware of that when you're talking to them, but also take into consideration their opinions. And um, it. I think they do a really good job in the class, in the politics and society class of um, kind of see, seeing all points of view. Um, and... Um, I think I was able to learn a lot in that politics and society class. It was definitely such a needed course, um, just with Chile being so politically active. Um, it did bring awareness to a lot of different social issues and a lot of um, different things that are still occurring and still happening um, in Chile right now. Nice. Um, kind of going back to the career side, have you experienced anything like directly, because you said you're pre, pre, on the pre-dental track, have you mm -hmm. experienced anything like directly related to the dental field? Um, have you, I don't know, seen like the dental field while you've been in Santiago? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I wasn't able to really go into a clinic or shadow any um, dentists in Chile, but I was able to learn a lot about the process of becoming a health professional um, and about the healthcare system overall. Um, I actually met a couple of dental students and nursing students during my time here, which allowed me to see um, kind of the similarities and differences between the educational aspect of becoming a health professional. Um, we also, in the political um, politics and society class, talked a little bit about the healthcare system and um, and a cool thing about that class was there was also a lot of flexibility in what you wrote your essays on. So for one of the essays, I ended up writing about um, Chilean healthcare and the Chilean healthcare system and some of the issues and proposals they have right now, which was, I think, really informative in trying to understand how the system here differs from the U.S. system and specifically what um, changes need to be made here to improve the system. Um, for example, throughout the years since... Um, like I mentioned earlier, there has been such um, drastic political and economic changes um, recently. It has contributed to a lot um, of the inequality with insurance policies and healthcare system in general. And it was really interesting to see how the policies and reforms are currently being revised and developed to face these issues. Uh, but it definitely has given me a great awareness of the structures and potential problems of the healthcare system and gives me um, important insight as a prospective healthcare professional to be aware of some of the political issues or structural issues. Um, and learning about this kind of gift structure also, I think to, I wanna focus my career and what steps I, um, as a future health professional can take to combat these issues in the future. Um, and this definitely relates back to the importance of social change within my career um, aspirations and wanting to work to um, alleviate these um, social issues. Yeah, I think that's very important. And I think it's, good that you get that exposure now, even prior to like truly stepping into the dental field. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of a part of your drive throughout the dental field. Um, as far as the language, what what does the skill of being bilingual mean for you career-wise? I know you mentioned being able to serve um, lower income and minority yeah. side of patients. So what does, like, why do you choose to like go on the bilingual route? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so coming to the program, I really wanted to, um, of course, improve my Spanish skills and become more comfortable with the language um, so that I could use it um, specifically for dentistry and like, patient interaction. Um, and uh, like you kind of mentioned, um, and what I mentioned earlier is that I want to work with um, underprivileged or low-income communities and um, especially those without insurance and even maybe um, do some overseas work with communities in need of dental care. Um, so the ability to speak Spanish would definitely open up so many opportunities to work with these communities um, that I wouldn't necessarily be able to make connections with without knowing Spanish. Right, right. And um, like you mentioned, like it does go back towards um trying to work for social change and working to reduce inequality between populations in the in the way that um, I think a huge issue of inequality is being able to bridge the gap between populations and create a society where populations can trust each other, um, trust the systems in place and uh, work towards the good of all, of all um, not just you know their own population. Um, but I think bridging this gap, um, however, I think needs almost a deeper societal change and, and a change in the mentality of people. I think it's within the desire to like, and the willingness to make connection with people, to understand their values, their experiences, um, their perspectives that allow people to really bridge that gap. And I think within that also grows a desire to fight towards like justice of all and really make a social change that not only 
um, impacts one population, but the whole community in general. Um, but again, it's like the communication and the ability to build these connections and these relationships with people that I think is so important. So the ability to know another language would definitely be useful in that way and would allow me to um, work to bridge that gap between populations I normally wouldn't be able to interact with if I didn't have the ability um, to speak Spanish or another language. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that and how you kind of just mentioned, I think the hardest part is for people just to start or like just make the effort. Um, so I think that's definitely something that can be applied to many societal <laughs> political impacts is just focusing on the bridging aspect and like just making the effort to connect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think especially like with studying abroad, um, since you are in a new culture and are in a new place, um, it's really important to keep in mind um, trying to learn about new people and not being afraid to like reach out to people or um, to start conversations with people. Cause that's, I think the only way you can really get to know a culture and really get to um, immerse yourself and um, learn more about the world. That's not just in within like your own bubble. So yeah, like you mentioned, it's definitely a very important part of um, bridging that gap, but also uh, making most of your study abroad experience for sure. Right. Um, I've actually been to Chile myself um, and you mentioned um, how in a way you can't run from the political side of Chile and the things that are currently exactly. happening. Um, I was the same way because I think I'm a firm believer of traveling countries and immersing yourself in their culture and not mm -hmm. the go be a tourist, go pay for all the resorts and yeah, like, all the, like yeah. superficial sides. <laughs> um, but I just remember even coming off the plane and there was there was the large de, like debate of them trying to push out like Ubers and Lyfts. And I just remember like, oh, like, why is it? And you know, you're so quick to kind of like, it's not that big of a deal. But then mm -hmm. we talked to a taxi driver that was just kind of explaining his side. And he was like, as someone in the poor community, they, they we just kind of get overlooked. So it was interesting yeah. just to see how passionate everyone is about like, you know, showing their side and just trying to like give representation where it's due. For sure. So how difficult was it for you to get accustomed to strictly Spanish speaking classes? So I guess that would allude to your history that you have of learning Spanish yeah. and then going into the classes in Spanish is the only language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having all my Spanish classes in Spanish was definitely a daunting task at first, but in the end, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And the classes I took here um, weren't too hard academically, I would say. Um, for me, it definitely took some time getting used to having to listen to lectures in Spanish, especially with some of the classes here being two hours long. That was definitely a, um, a drastic change to get used to. Um, but it definitely helps having other Notre Dame students or study abroad students in the class because you can um, work together to make sure you understand the material. And it helps just to like go through a class together with someone who's in the same situation. Um, but I think as long as you make the professors aware that you're an exchange student and uh, make sure they were of your situation, they're all super understanding and helpful. And I know in some cases they even um, offered for students to write their exams in English, which was really nice. Um, the classes I took also had supporting materials for lectures, um, such as texts or readings or presentations that went along with the lecture. So that was really helpful to follow along um, in class and having the text was definitely easier to understand and comprehend. Um, than just relying on my listening skills. Um, and don't get me wrong, I definitely had um, sometimes when I still don't completely understand people or don't comprehend everything, um, just because Chilean Spanish is very unique in its own way. 
Um, but I think it's all part of the learning process and you just kind of have to be flexible and patient with yourself. And at least in the program here, you um, also can get a tutor and they'll pay for that tutor for um, you. So it, so um, if you need any help or just want extra guidance, um, they do the best to make sure you feel accustomed and comfortable with the classes here. That's really nice. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. moving away from the academic career side, um, mm-hmm. what has been one key memory or moment that has truly like stuck out from your experience so far? Um, so I would say my favorite memory was probably celebrating Fiestas de Patria, which is Chilean's um, Independence Day, except they tend to celebrate it um, for about a week or so. Um, and most of us went back to Codepto um, that weekend to um, visit our ho- first host families during the preview program. Um, and I think it was such a special weekend because it was just so uniquely Chile and um, such a big part of the culture. And being able to see my host family again was also really amazing um, since they had a really big impact on um, just my first weeks um, in Chile. And it was just such a great experience in Codepto. Um, and then I'd say my favorite moment from the semester here was when I was in Patagonia doing the W check, um, which is a four day backpacking trip in Torres de Um And we had reached a summit of a pretty hard hike. And at the summit, you can just, um, you could see the famous Towers of Torres. Um, there was like a glacier kind of snow top mountain, um, the rest of the um, Patagonia mountain range in one side, and then this bright blue lagoon all um in all of this like in one view and I think this was just a special moment not because it had um this breathtaking view but because I think it really reflected my time in Chile and what my whole experience um had really been like um similar to the W Trek my study abroad experience has definitely had its challenges um adventures and surprises but in the end the journey has um brought so much good and really just a world of beauty and like discovery um and the moment I had this view in Torres was just so breathtaking you can you really just couldn't um be there and just be in awe and like so grateful for the journey that had led me to where I had gotten to and it's kind of made me reflect back to the journey I've been on um throughout the semester and how I've seen so much growth and learned so much along the way and all the opportunities and experiences that I had that, yeah, it definitely have been difficult at times, but um, have really been so formative and shown so so much about um, myself as well as, um, yeah, this beauty and like this wonder of the world around me. Nice. And you mentioned kind of going through the difficult side and like having so many changes. So you mentioned how many changes you've experienced so far as far as living with the host family, um, of course, having to interact with the political side of Santiago and Chile in general, um, the Spanish speaking classes. So with all these different changes, how has this impacted impacted you mentally? Um, How difficult was it for you to adjust and things like that? I know you mentioned learning as you go, but as far as the adjustment Mm -hmm. and being able to learn as you go, like how was that experience? Yeah. So I definitely think it was challenging at first um, trying to adapt to a new environment and um, a new language um, and yeah, also staying with the host family. And I think the uh, most challenging thing for me um, was having, I guess, the um, not having like a familiar environment anymore. And um, I think I kind of got frustrated with myself in the beginning 
being like, oh, why am I so homesick? Why am I like thinking about all of this when I'm like in the here and the now, um, I can just be enjoying the present. Um, but I think it definitely just takes um, a lot of patience with yourself and being okay to ask for help when you're struggling. Um, and I, again, I think this goes towards any study abroad program um, and not specifically just like Santiago. Um, but you find yourself in like so many uh, different situations, encountering new places and people, and it can all be overwhelming and exciting at first and also maybe frustrating too that things might not um, have met your expectations. But I think having that patience with yourself and asking for help is so important, especially when you're trying to adapt to a new life um, in a new language too, like within Santiago program itself. Um, and yeah, like I said, I um, found it challenging because I missed the familiarity of a home and it was definitely difficult and or definitely a difficult um, thing to adjust to a new place and um, people in a new language. Um, and um, yeah, again, I think it just comes back to having patience and learning more about yourself in the process and asking for help when you need it, especially with being in a new environment. And I also think it's um, important to have a solid support system and um, that you're willing to let others help you along the way. Definitely. Um, so we did kind of mention the political side and um, as far as even just your passions to help like the underdeserved community. So how has your study abroad mm -hmm. experience helped you as a global citizen? Yeah, I think, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a huge um, political science or history person. So right. it definitely <laughs> opened my, my mind up um, to seeing things in a different perspective and um, learning about something that I normally wouldn't have if I didn't take this program. Um, I think as like being a pre-health major, um, you definitely take all these science courses and everything. And yeah, we do have to take like theology and, and, um, and philosophy, but this, I think this political, um, let's just Chilean political and society, um, course really, um, push me, um, beyond what like I'm studying right mm -hmm. now. And um, like I said earlier, it definitely, um, I guess, deepened my aspirations into working towards um, social change or um, working in underprivileged and low-income communities because I was able to see all these um, different aspects of inequality and um, just how much policy and um, the history of a country affects how people live in the here and now. Um, so it definitely has deepened my desire to um, not only learn more about politics and history um, within wherever I'm working at, but also to, um, I guess, focus my career to work towards that um, social change and to alleviate that inequality that um, a ton of different countries and many people do face. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I actually did a, quite a lot of research um, going into studying abroad, um, I guess in general and specifically for the Chile program, um, being like a pre-health and um, uh, yeah, aspiring pre-health major. There's definitely like tons of requirements and um, classes that need to get done like to be able to matriculate into dental school. So I was... Um, a little hesitant about um, studying in Santiago um, just because um, 
I didn't think it would be able to work with my four-year plan because Santiago isn't really a program geared towards health majors. Um, but I did, after talking to my advisor and um, looking into the courses offered here, um, I was able to shift around some of the timeline of my courses and take some science courses in Chile so I didn't fall behind on my requirements. Um, and while I know like each case is different, I think it's definitely important to keep in mind what kind of studying abroad experience you want um, and what you're looking for, looking to get out of a study abroad program. Um, but I think with early planning and looking into the details of each program early enough, you can definitely make sure um, the study abroad works with your schedule and that you don't fall behind on requirements. Um, and also look for a program that fits into what you want to get out of the study abroad. Nice. And you've already kind of dropped a lot of tips and advice as far as like for students studying mm -hmm. abroad. Um, is there any other advice that you would directly give like a Notre Dame student interested in studying abroad and then also a Notre Dame student interested in studying in Santiago specifically? Yeah, so I guess I'll start with um, students that are looking into the Santiago program um, specifically. Um, I would say the whole program might seem a little intimidating at first with um, it being full immersion and the Spanish aspect of it. But I think coming into um, the program with an open mind and a willingness to learn and adapt to new situations um, is a crucial part in becoming more comfortable in the language and culture here. And I think this applies also to um, anybody wanting to study abroad because, um, but especially with Chile, since you do face um, a lot of drastic um, changes and encounter situations and challenges that are unique to the program here. Um, but also specifically for Santiago, I think flexibility is definitely very important. Um, there have been so many times when I've been in multiple situations where either something goes wrong or something unexpected happens. Um, like we've had way too many experiences with broken down buses or problems with transportation here. Um, but I think as long as you have flexibility and stay calm, um, everything usually works out. Um, also um, for Santiago students specifically, or um, aspiring, I guess, Santiago um, students, they there are um, quite a few docs with um, tips and important things to know about the program. And um, this has just come from prior Santiago students and everything. Um, and I would say this, these docs definitely go more in depth um, with what the program is about. And I think it's helpful for not only future Santiago goers, but also prospective ones um, if this, to see if this program um, fits for you. Um, so yeah, I would say if anybody has interest in going to Santiago or learning more about the program, most um, Santiago students do have access to these documents and definitely would love to share them with anybody who is interested. Nice. Um, yeah. So we kind of mentioned earlier um, the aspects and the things that come with staying with the host family. So how was your overall experience of having a host family? And I know you mentioned how good it was to see them again. So how was your, describe your host family mm -hmm. experience um, especially compared to staying staying alone, compared to like staying with the family, what was the experience like? Yeah, so I actually had two host families. Um, one host family in Corepto, which was part of the pre-program, and that was um, the one that was more in the south of Chile. So it was um, definitely a different way of living than um, when I came here to Santiago, just because it is more like a rural area um, rather than like a city life. Um, and that was really interesting to see more a traditional um, way of living in Chile. And um, I definitely love my host family there, as well as um, I love my host family over here in Santiago, too. 
Um, but there are definitely some good and bad parts of staying with a host family, but overall it was just such a good experience. And I was able, like I said earlier, to learn so much about Chile and um, with the added bonus of being able to practice my Spanish with them every day too. Um, but I would say the biggest challenge with having host family was um, the independence aspect um, of it, just because you do go from living in dorms on campus with tons of independence um, to living with a family that you've just met and are having to adapt to their lifestyle and their um, schedule. Um, but for me, adapting and um, the independence part of it was definitely a little bit challenging at first, but after a couple of weeks, I definitely felt at home and was really able to um, do everything I wanted to do and um, have that sort of independence that um, you could get on campus. Um, and a lot of people in the program definitely have different dis experiences with their host family in terms of um, lifestyle and family dynamic. Um, I had my host parents and cousin in the house, um, and we would usually eat meals together every day. And on the weekends I was in town, um, we would go out and explore the city or go um, to family gatherings and um, events together. But I know there um, are a lot of host families that are way more hands-off in terms of doing stuff together on a daily basis, such as meals um, and stuff like that. But I think it just depends on your preference. And they, um, I think, do a really good job with pairing up um, host families with students and matching up lifestyle preferences. Um, but in overall, um, all the host families here have been um, amazing and super sweet and welcoming. The program is um, very unique to this program, or the Santiago program itself. And it was about a month before we started classes and we went to a retreat house for about two weeks, um, for the first two weeks where we took classes in Chilean culture, history, um, health, and Spanish. Um, and at the retreat house, it was encouraged to only speak Spanish during this time. And I think for most people, this was where we saw a lot of the growth in our Spanish skills, especially because it was um, a setting where it was only ND students and the classes weren't great or anything. So there was no pressure in that sense, um, but it almost felt like an extension of summer break, um, kind of where it was super chill and a fun setting where you did um, fun activities like soccer games. We did some hiking and um, cultural games and activities. Um, but I guess all with um, the added difficulty or challenge of practicing your Spanish skills and learning um, more about Chile before starting classes. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, um, for the other half of the program, we went to a smaller town in Chile called Correcto um, and stayed with temporary host families there. And that um, allowed us to practice our Spanish skills with families um, and also learn about um a different way of living and um, that traditional or traditional way of living um, in a more rural part of Chile before we went to Santiago. Um, so I would say each part of the pre-program um, were kind of like baby steps preparing you for living in Santiago and doing classes in Spanish um, and really helped build um, my confidence and ease of speaking Spanish. I like that. I like the steps of preparation instead of you just kind of mm -hmm. jumping. Yeah, they make it really intentional and it's very nice. Yeah. I like it. Sure. It's really crazy. Okay, so I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation. I thank you so much for your time and being able to share your experience while still in Santiago. Um, so I wish you the best for the rest of your study abroad experience. And if there was anything else you wanted to add. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It was definitely a pleasure speaking about this. Um, and for sure, if there's anyone out there that is looking into the Santiago, Santiago program or wants more information, um, feel free to reach out to um, any of the past students or 
um, even any of the students over here and we'll definitely be happy to share any of the information that you would want to um, hear about. Perfect. Thank you. That pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's discussion. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Beyond Study Abroad podcast. Bye for now.